podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. What a shit storm, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, you just gotta laugh. You know, live, love, life, laugh, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, this is the most quintessential man plans, God laughs. It's also the most quintessential just FPL. Yeah. Like, if I was gonna, if someone asked me just like, what's an average week like, like whatever, I'd be like, this is pretty average. Like everything goes wrong. Like no one has fun. There's like probably 0.5% of people who are on like 60 points or some shit and they're just like feeling incredible. Everyone else is just like, uh, my week kind of sucked. I had like two returners and maybe got a red or three returners and got a green. It's just like yeah, it's, awful. I mean, it, it was really just if you capped Mane or didn't cap Mane. Yeah, I mean, having Mane was enough for you to get a green. And well, I didn't get a green, so <laughs> relax. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah, you got a small red. Well, okay. it's a, you got a 3K red. I got a 20K red just because I didn't have Mane, basically. Yeah. But I don't well, know. How did it go for you? For Did me, it's just, I mean, you know how it went. It's just Season from Hell Part 2, Part 3, 4, 5. They're all coming out straight to DVD, not even in theaters. I I I honestly don't even know how I got a red. <laughs> it's really what I can start with. I guess. Ooh, I just... So you mean when you take no hits and have field eleven players on a game where on a game week where half the teams don't play? Yes, yeah. that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, no Go hits. It's like just you know dog shit returns. Obviously, that's what everyone got. But I had McNeil eight, Rondon eight. I was very confident that I was just gonna you know, get a small green or like stay the same or whatever to go down 20 K is very surprising. Maybe just underrated how many people a have money and B how many dead teams I'm competing with, I guess in my right. Yeah. I think it was also like for you going into Sunday, no Liverpool clean and then no Louise clean. Like that was really all you had going for yourself besides Mo captain, which, Right, the large part of the field had, and like that doesn't come off, and then you're just fucking fucked, especially but, with Mon- with not for you not owning Mana. Right, but then on the other side of it, everyone that I was scared of on Sunday did nothing other than Mane. Like no well, has but, Hazard, like yeah. you know, basically Iguain, just Hazard. But, yeah. but that's a thing Iguain. with a low scoring game week when Mane scores thirteen and yeah, is like it. by far the highest point scorer. That Coupled with even if it's a small percentage of the field that captained him, that's a that's a problem because it's gonna it's gonna when it's a low scoring week and the captain hits like that on a thirteen, it's a farther reaching rank jump than normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean further back behind net average was thirty three point eight and overall is twenty five, and I landed on thirty one, so right in between there. But yeah, I mean. 
just owning Mane, let alone captaining Mane, was just ridiculously massive this week yet again. And then just looking on like that failed discovery, the the overall you know point contributors that hurt me. Richarlison's third on the list. Pickford's fifth on the list. Felipe Anderson's I mean, if you're, sixth. You're on not the doing list. it right if you don't own Fuckford. He's like, been so I, good all season. Like Every game, he's amazing. It's it's just hilarious. It's just like. Sure, like beat me with Richarlison and Pickford and King. Like the only thing that ticks me off when people are like bragging or whatever in a week like this, it really usually doesn't bother me at all. But the thing that is annoying, I think, is when people are like, "Yeah, like obviously King," and then followed up by some bullshit reason, like, "Yeah, last year he like scored two goals in the blank too." I'm like, "Yeah, well." Callum is so obviously the better pick in every single way imaginable, except pens. That's like, you can't really argue that. It's ridiculous. And it, it was also questionable whether King would take the next pen because he has not been slotting penos this season. Mm-hmm. But it's also like Pickford is second in the goalkeeping scorers. Like, of all goalkeepers, Pickford is second. He's been easily in the bottom five of goalkeeping performances. Like with Rico and I don't know, fucking Wayno, I don't know who's really bad, but <laughs> he's been really bad every game I watch him. He's really bad. He had a couple really good saves against Chelsea, like a couple like stiff wristed anti lettuce handsy saves, but he plays for Everton. They're horrible. They're home and Chelsea. He's, sec- he's second in the goalkeeping points. You know what's funny is his last four are nine, seven, seven, six. Three cleans and a penalty save. It's it's been the same thing in the last like like five or six with like Dean. He's been yeah, Dean racking points fine. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like minus two, minus two, zero, one, two. And then the last four, he's on six, four, seven, five, which is like tops for all defenders in the game. Yeah. It's just it's mad. It's it's a mad. It's a it's a fun game for when sure. You, when you start the week by just round score, it's actually hysterical. It's just like all the Everton defenders: Morgan, Agbana, and Ake. Amane is obviously top of the mids, and Mato. Mato's one of the very few guys where I'm like, "Good job by you, good pick." Mato's great, but then it's like Babel, McNeil, Richarlison, Bakuna. Richie Milner. It's like what? what? We, we should have been shouting Bakuna. The we, forwards are King, us. Carlin, Grant, Cheech, Rondon, Calvert Lewin, Bob. Like, what? No, come. On. <laughs> Who didn't have Carlin Grant this week though? Idiots. Top, he's the dumb, leading scorer dumb for people. Not only Huddersfield, but also like Charlton or wherever the fuck he came from. I think so. Great about him. Uh, what about you this week? Uh, so yeah, I finished on 34. I just got two players with returns, Mane and Rondon. And it was bad. It was just really bad. I, I So like a lesson I'm going to learn from this as I go into the free hit week is like Ryan Fraser is the type of... like I was looking for every excuse possible to not get him because I just didn't... I wasn't convinced by the stats... I didn't like him as a pick in general, and I just got him because it was the most like sensical FPL pick of just like, oh yeah, of course, like he just double returned and they're home Newcastle and they have an easy fixture in 33. 
But I was looking at everyone from like, you know, Siggy to fucking Lanzini, and I just went with Phrase, and and it was just a upsetting thing for me. So maybe he'll repay it in thirty three. But I I still just don't like that type of player in FPL where they're just like eighty five percent reliant on their teammates Someone slotting their chances. Yeah, and just like no no touches in the box, no shots in the box. Like maybe he'll have a good. I mean, he did hit the hit the woodwork. Hit the, but, I was gonna say he hit the pose yeah, and had a big it, chance created. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, I'd rather have someone who's like Siggy's just on pens, even though he didn't hit it, or even like Ladro. Like he had a chance for a brace in that game and winded up with two points. But if I had Ladro over Phrase, I would have been a lot like more happy with myself just because I would have. Back to pick I liked, even though they got the same points. You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. So yeah. I need I need to just back myself a little bit more than than going with the herd there. And you know, I I really didn't look at Mane captaincy over Mo in an away game, which is something we actually didn't really touch on. Yeah, we didn't pod, touch on but, the away. Yeah, yeah, but but Mane's been very underwhelming away from home for a while, and. Again, this was part and parcel for that. He scored with his only shot on target, and he got like ripped down, fucking WWF tackled for the pen, and he just winds up with thirteen points. The pen somehow. is so funny though. Like I find it hilarious that he gets an assist for like a mo shot that's dropped, and then he gets the pen points. It's just like. LOL, FPL gods, like you did it yeah. again. You managed yeah, to make Mo blank and Mana get more points. Yeah, it's just real life in action and yeah. in poetry in motion for poetry us. Poetry in motion. You know, of course, like if Mo took the pen, that would have been nice, but yeah. why would he? Because Hamez is so much better than him at them. So that's yeah, fine. Mil- if Milner's on, on, he's not on pen. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, <laughs> Hamez also on like five low minutes key. earlier. Yeah, he just subbed on. And if it's- that happened, Eight minutes earlier than Mo's on, like a yeah. well, he probably would have still gotten negative bonus points because he's fucking so bad. But <laughs> it would have been a, a, I mean, it would have been ten points for us. It would have been shit, a very so. different week. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot, a lot of myths and other probably biggest myth was the Ashley Barnes two pointer no, because pen. yeah, they had two two reasonable shouts for a pen. One like na- one of the two were. Pretty nailed. Yeah, I and think Mike, one, I mean, the one where I the first know, one. Yeah, the first one where he like cuts inside, and then and the lesser player just like takes his legs out. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean that that was a bad job by Oliver. He just totally missed that one, and yeah. and it's it's no fault of his because all Ashley Barnes does for ninety minutes is either lying on the ground, time wasting, putting in yellow card tackles, arguing for them to just be fouls. Or just red card challenges. So yeah, that's I mean, fair. for him not to get a pen shout is like okay, like you're a fucking scum piece of shit. <laughs> if you played regular football all the time, then that probably would have been a pen. But that, that's you play fair. like you're Ander Herrera and and go fuck yourself. So, yeah. but that was a myth because that Big that the first myth. pen the the first pen shout was a very clear pen. Yeah, so, it's also you know. like he wasn't one of the template forwards. A lot right, of people. Right. Probably still have him just from you know the last six weeks or whatever. But anyone on yeah. free hit did not have him. 
Yeah, no, it, it was like all of us who were not yeah. free hitting and planning yeah. for thirty one thirty three had barns for a couple of weeks or whatever. Right. So it would have been a differential to the field when a quarter of the managers are playing their free hit and not putting him in. You know? Yeah, right. And just getting like four or five, six more points in a week where the averages are fucking thirty is just so big. Like that would have been yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, but, that's, I mean, that's, that's at a huge the same rate. at the same time for both of us, even though neither of us got greens, like. When there was such a huge amount of managers playing their free hit chips and they're free hitting into pretty much the same amount of points that we were, like that's that's a net gain. So we'll be able to see yeah, how true. that looks when we do free hit. And even though we both had little reds, like maybe when we're free hitting and everyone else is a little bit hamstrung, like the, again, you know that. Spurs not having a game in 33 is big. City and United not having a game in 33 is big. So teams that are free hitting in 31 and then they're doing some like bench boosty type thing in 32 and probably focusing their transfers to maximize the 32 scores, they're going to be hamstrung in 33. So that that could be a place where we rise. Granted, we could see a, a carbon copy of a game week score of like 38 average where it doesn't matter if you had seven players or 11. Yeah. But... You know, theoretically, in thirty-three, when players that were free hitting now are going to be a little bit fucked, is is another opportunity for us to rise. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for what it's worth, I mean, twenty-five percent of the top ten K use free hit this week. Almost fifty percent of the top ten K have already used their free hit, and thirty, almost thirty percent of the top ten K have already used triple captain, and you know, a lot of people have used bench boost too. It's like. To have chips is still a pretty big advantage if we get lucky and they fall right and we get big scores. And that's, yeah, and it, that's the I mean, thing. Uh, the other thing is like, even if we don't get lucky and we still have free hit or we still have triple captain and, and bench boost, for example, like if we get 16 points extra out of those two chips, like that's a lot of places. You mean like combined? Yeah, combined. Yeah, yeah. If you have bad ones, yeah, that's still a lot of places. I mean, that's like twenty for me. Like that's like twenty k or like sixty k, like something like that. So yeah. So it's 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 still it's still I feel I still feel like I'm in a really good position. I mean, it was really based on last week. So I mean, I'm fifty four k right now, and I still think that I can finish top ten k, even though it's like about fifty point. I'm like fifty points away. So we'll see. I love how optimistic you are. I feel awful, and I'm really bad. So. Yeah. Well, you're not 50k. You're like five million k. Um, yeah, you're, you're more, let me housekeeping. Shout out to FML Field Prizes, the Smug League leader from March so far. Josh Michael, aka Party Boy Jurgen. There's only one game week left in March. Three teams are are tight at the top, so we'll see how that goes. Shout out to Goal Scores Challenge as usual. Magic Mike on top. Shout out to the top of the FML Field Public League. FC Coconut Water stays on top. Moves up to twelfth overall in the world, <laughs> just spreading electrolytes throughout, you know, all of FPL. And lastly, I wanted to shout out the final four of the FML FPL Cup. Um, we're down to the final four now. Incredible job to make it. It was like three hundred fifty people or some shit to make it to the final four. Is absolutely incredible. Out of good job by you, we got David Jessman, aka Don't Call Me Nabby, out of Squeaky Toyville Town. Jesse DeVete, a.k.a. I love DeGaea Bar. Out of this, Walshampton, Auden H. Jacobson, a.k.a. Cahill's Have Eyes. <laughs> and out of I'm, I'm a Lancaster, Jeff W., a.k.a. Firm No Look. So 
great job by everyone there. All right, bro. Where do you wanna where do you wanna get into? I mean, this is gonna be well. Oh, we didn't announce the fucking fireside. Yeah, go get in there. You're the uh, you're the announce. I'm doing all the shit. Caster. Yeah. Um, well, so this pod's probably going to be short. We're just going to mainly talk about Gaming 31 and just whatever, a little bit before, of the doubles. I mean, before you announce it, Raymond needs to just hold it, like, just calm down right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah calm down, Ray, <laughs> other people, and whatever. So this pod's going to be shortish. Talk about Gaming 31, mostly, probably 30, 40 minutes. International break. On Wednesday, Walshy is fireside chatting with the general. Uh, Who's that? The general, general Kim Jong Un. No, not the gen. No, the FPL general at FPL oh. general on Twitter. He's very good FPL manager. A lot of like really really high finishes. He's been playing forever. He. You know, he's all over the place. He does the FPL show. He has his own pod. He's on Twitter, like, et cetera, et cetera. Really good dude. Um, really good player. Also having a bad season, sort of similar to me. And so Walsh will get into it on, on Wednesday, talk about everything with him. And then we'll be back next Monday talking about what should by then be all the confirmed doubles and all that shit and our teams and looking really hardcore forward at, at 32, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to the the general pod. I think it'll it'll probably run a little bit long for those of you who don't like when they run long. But he's you know he's a good guy. He's got got a lot of good finishes in his history, as you mentioned, and having a little bit of a nightmare this season. So you know, kind of we'll probably do a little bit of a, a individual history dive this season about what's been problematic and tr- troubling him. And you know, this is really the first season for him, as far as I know, that he's kind of put himself into the public eye. Uh, with a pod and like all that kind of shit. So, you know, kind of interested to hear a little bit of behind the scenes, how that's been affecting him. Because, I mean, you and I both have gone ad nauseum about talking about how much the, it's not like pressure, but just like extra, like head fuck, mind fuck, nightmare fuck, having a pod is for just normal managing the team, you know? Yeah, it's not pressure. It just makes it a lot harder to not overthink everything because you're that's right. like what we're doing for hours every week you know right right right, right. i don't know yeah it's interesting yeah no but it, it'll be fun and, and it'll be i'm sure i'm sure a good fireside for uh, for the international break when we have like a dead weekend coming up and plenty of time to listen to it and then we'll come back to normal scheduled recordings next week yep exactly So where do you want to kick off now? Um, I mean, I don't think there's any other place to start besides Liverpool and uh, your your favorite Egyptian. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent keeping him for the rest of the season. Hundred <laughs> percent captain, game week thirty two. Oh my god! Um, Here we go. Alan is doubling doubling down in the bunker. No, against I mean, my my he, troll my troll job that's incoming. Oh, uh, <laughs> the, the trolling is already the whole world is, is on top of it already. I mean, it's um, I mean, there's 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 simultaneously you're doing, you're a lot great. to talk you're about Liverpool great. and almost none because in game week thirty two they're home Spurs and not doubling and it's just like, are there any Liverpool players even worth considering? No, I, not at all. But 
Is there a Liverpool player that will break his duck for the month of the entire year of 2019, other than Mo Salah, who's going to have a hat trick? He'll probably break his duck. Yeah. He'll absolutely murder. Every, it's going to be this week, I can already see it, is going to be Mo Brace, 15 pointer, like Vardy Brace, 13 pointer. And it's going to be <laughs> dark. It's going to just be all of the darks and the sads. I can't wait to, I just want them all inside of me right yeah. now. I mean, it happens every single year that a few single game weakers that a few people keep just outscore majority of the doublers. Yeah. Um, so it would not be surprising. That can be, no, that can certainly I, be said, I, but. But looking at Mo, realistically speaking, again, you know, he has 17 and 9 on the season, which is obviously fine, but that's inflated based on the pens that he's received earlier in the season. And he has one goal and one assist in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is, it's, it's frankly unacceptable. I mean, that's like. It's absurd. That's bad for Nathan Redmond, let alone someone who costs $13.5 million in the FPL game. So. You you just have to you have to ship him with confidence and you have to confidently not own him for the rest of the season as far as I'm concerned at this point. Um game week thirty three, he should absolutely not be remotely close to a captain's shout. I've said that before and captained him, but this will the mistake will not be made again. But there's just there's no there's not enough words in the in the vernacular, the English vocabulary to describe how bad he's looked right lately. I mean he's he's been good IRL in terms of just like Tracking back. I was going to say, in and, terms of just like contributing yeah, like, to the great. teams or contributing yeah, great to the wins. job. Yeah. Like you're contributing to the team wins, Mo. Like I don't give an actual fuck. They could have lost every game in the last eight. It doesn't matter to me. But when you put one and one in the last eight and you're the actual most expensive player in the game, it's just there needs to be a time where we break from conformity and, and fuck him off to hell. Yeah, yeah. It's obvious. I mean, absolutely obvious. And then it just it's made so much easier just with the doubles, I think, because it's just like there's so many nice platforms to land on. We <laughs> are just like, oh yeah, like oh Raz is doubling, Has is doubling, like all these cool guys, King and Coon and fucking Rom, and there's so many expensive, fun new guys to move on to that are doubling. So it's very easy, I think. Yep. Um, what I'm wondering with Liverpool is, on f- no, I'm just wondering because I'm maybe not going to free hit. And I'm wondering, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with like someone like Trent, who I still think is like really, really good pick for the, for the rest of the season. So probably end up just keeping him even with home spurs. You know, obviously Salah is going to be gone, but I'm wondering like, you know, Liverpool will have no doubles on the season, and it's a weird thing to think about from now through the rest of the season what Liverpool players are actually going to be good picks. Yeah, I mean, I still think Mane will continue to take over just because he looks like a man reborn. But other than that, you know, you're mentioning Trent, especially given his price and also especially given how... Liverpool defenses look. Granted, you know there was the Van Dyke and yeah. Allison combo howler this weekend. You know they're they're a very safe pick for clean sheets in the next you know six game weeks or whatever we have till the run in. So, 
you know, I don't think that a clean sheet against Spurs at home is a ridiculous thought. I no. think that's probably like a 35 or 40 to 65, 60 shout. And, you know, if you could bench that player, it's another thing that we've seen time on Memoriam this season. It's like they were home city and they kept a clean sheet. Granted, Mara's missed the pen, but, you know, they, they tighten up at home and Spurs are not free-flowing and good. You know, they have a bunch of shitty-ass fucks and everyone's going to play two games in this whatever-the-fuck break is happening right now since they're all English internationals. So, you know, I, I think that that's fine. And I, I think that the the place for Liverpool investment in the future should definitely be in defense and not attack. You know, Firmino is obviously a non-starter and his price is ridiculous. But, you know, if you have like Allison and Trent and maybe you have like a cheeky double game week goalkeeper you could put in for Allison for 35, like that's where I would... That's where I'm looking for, like my 34 wild card, for example. Right, right, right. And I, I, I still think that it, it should be in def- defense. Should be the place that you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're very clearly still the best defense, and even without double, I mean, there we've talked about this so many times this season. There's just like almost no other defense that can be trusted, and it's despite no yeah. doubles and all that bullshit. It's like. Except, except for Everton defense. Except for Pickford, obviously. But Pickford and, and Dean. And, you know. and Dean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's such a weird week to just talk about game, what happened in Game Week 31 because it was such a disaster, nightmare, that there's like not much to talk about. So should we just be talking about the doubles, I guess? A little like what's confirmed so far and all that? I think it's kind of like a combination of both, like right? Like we had very unexpected results. I mean, Huddersfield scored three goals for the first time of the season for them. I think. I mean, I'm not going to look that up, but I just can assume that's correct. <laughs> I and mean, then, yeah, they had like 15 goals on the season going into it. Yeah. So. yeah, and then you know we see Slabhead just slabbing his head away in the fucking third minute. And then they still squeak a result, Burnley looking all sorts. Yep. And definitely a shout to go down after that result. And that performance was disgusting. 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 And, you know, you know it, there's just like a lot of it. It's just a lot of action, honestly. Yeah, it's funny because some of the things that we were talking about definitely came through. Like the Bournemouth-Newcastle scoring and like a 2-1 either way and Lester Burnley and... Blah blah blah. I mean, Everton, Chelsea. We were uh, dead wrong on what ha- whatever happened dead, there. Dead wrong. But the Absolutely guys that ended up scoring Hamster. were just not the guys that everyone had and that we had. You know, so. I mean, West Ham scoring four and Arnie starting and getting a two pointer is just. <laughs> I that's like I don't know. I don't. I, that's all I can say about that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I didn't. I did shout Noble as the only West Ham attacker that I would sort of want. And he comes in and scores a pen. I mean, even Felipe Anderson got an assist. That hasn't happened in like three months. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was almost. If there were not like ten other players in the way, it almost would have been a shot on target, which also wouldn't have happened in like three months. So he kind of like. He got an assist and a shot on target in one play, so it's a truly an amazing week for him. He was, do, he was doing it all. He was doing it all. Yeah, no. Let, let's let's move on from thirty one because I think you know everyone has their chip plans. Everyone knows who plays in thirty three, and everyone knows if they're either going to be stuck with the players they have right now and just hope it comes in in thirty three or not. Um, 
but you know the the doubles are starting to trickle in the announcements it's you know it's monday morning for us in, in the united states of america and we have some doubles doubles uh, uh, shouted and already confirmed but you know what what are you looking at in terms of like the the template or who do you want to fire on for the 32 double like captain like all that kind of shit what are you what are you looking at so the two things two or three things that have like immediately stood out to me from the confirmation of the doubles and the FA Cup results and and just what we know going forward is so United Manchester United and Wolves double has been confirmed for a while um and then Spurs Palace doubles got confirmed yesterday on Sunday um we expect a bunch of more doubles but they're just not confirmed yet they'll probably get confirmed within the next few days or something like that but the things that have stuck out to me are a Manchester United's fixtures are very good, um, especially because I expect Watford and I 100% expect Wolves to be rotating heavily in the second match of their doubles. Um, We've already seen Wolves rotate heavily for the FA Cup, and their second match in the doubles this week is home United. They're probably going to play like all B teams because the FA Cup semifinal is three or four days later. So I don't really want any Wolves players because even Jimenez or Doherty and everyone, I don't expect to play two matches. Um, And to me, that just makes Manchester United's fixtures even better. They're home Watford and away Wolves, and away Wolves is tough. We saw them just dismantle United in the FA Cup. It was not a competitive game, but, you know, against a B team with, like, you know, Rash and Martial and Lingard and guys coming back and Rom and Paul. I expect them to beat up on the small teams, which is what all has been good at. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm a little bit more interested in United defense, though, honestly, because I know they haven't been good lately. But as you're mentioning, you know, a B team with, with Wolves and, and the other good fixture that they're looking at, the defenders are very well priced and. There are a lot more. There's a lot more competition for attacking spots from other teams to me, mm-hmm. and they have not been free flowing in any sorts ever since they lost like the front three of Martial, Lingard, and uh, Rashford. Rashford, and then with like Paul Mata, Torreira. Like if they had that front six, I would want to maybe triple on their attack. But you know, Lukaku has been good individually, but as a general like rule of thumb, you know, like Paul was better last game when they had Matic back, but even still, it's just like, he's expensive and he shoots from fuck me land and he's missing pens for fun. So where are his points coming from? Rashford's been looking a lot like more off the boil recently, so I don't feel that good about him. Martial, I have no faith in in playing two games in a row. There's just like a lot of question marks there yeah, in the track. And, Paul's been and, pretty you know, bad for a while, it's gotta be said. Yeah, Paul's Paul's been bad for a while. So, and then in the in the defense, like again, you know, it's they're like uh West Ham defense on steroids, basically, to me, where <laughs> they're capable of howlers and they're not a good unit, but the names on the back of the kits are a lot better than the than what West Ham's seeing. And yeah. you know, West Ham just put let two in against and, Huddersfield. And but, they have De Gea. Yeah, and they have De Gea. But you know, United are playing teams that are not capable of scoring more than really one goal a game, I would say. 
So I, I like that a little bit more than, than putting all the money in attack. There, there's no way that I'm having Pogba in my team, like my free hit team. I would rather have like Ollie or Son than Paul at this point, even though they're playing at Anfield. That's mostly based on, on just recent I form. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think no, it's close. I, I agree. He's been really bad lately. I just, it's funny because like four or five weeks ago, it was like he's the most nailed. Yeah. Person in our gaming thirty two is arguably triple cap, you know, and, yeah. it's just and I crazy and, and, and that and that's a that's the thing where I'm coming back to what I, I hinted on earlier with like phrase is just like I've watched every United game for the past month and Paul's look very very peripheral, like very on the outside looking in from FPL yeah. points, and I'm just gonna back myself. I know he's gonna be in like probably like seventy five percent of free hit teams this week, and I just don't care. To cover myself when yeah. I just don't think he looks that good. So and, who do you think? You know, you, so who are you specifically looking at? Are you looking at De Gea? I mean, I'm looking at Smalling and Lindelof a little bit. I am looking at De Gea. I like Ederson a lot, even though he doesn't get save points. He's like a little cheaper than De Gea, but um, I'm going to go at least one United defender. I, I mean, just, Lindelof it's gonna, is still five one. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's a thing. Like Lindelof's five one. Shaw on nine yellow cards is like, am I going to get Shaw in right now? Like, no, this kid could get banned immediately. So that's an absolute non-starter. And if you, I hope everyone has Shaw on their teams. I mean, he also I just got publicly executed at the mall in you. There's also that. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm looking between like Shaw. I mean, I'm sorry, between Smalling, Lindelof, and De Gea, probably having two of them, and then looking at the attack. You know, like. Do I want? I mean, Rash again. Like, I think Rash has looked really bad. So, oh, really, I don't bad. think yeah. it's. I don't think it's that inconceivable that I have no United attackers. I don't think at Wolves, even against a B team, is going to be. You know, they're going to score three, and you know, home Watford in the first is pretty good, but they just haven't looked that good in attack. And yeah, I mean, Watford and Wolves are still top half teams. You know, they're arguably yeah. like the seventh and eighth best teams in the Premier yeah. League. So it's not a walk. Yeah, I but. mean, it's. It's not Cardiff and Brighton, which is what Chelsea are facing. And even though Lukaku's looked individually good recently, spending 11 on Lukaku is pretty insane to me when I could make like one small downgrade elsewhere and get someone like Kane. Again, even though it's at Liverpool fixture, I just like it's Kane. I like it's it's Kane. It's a, it's a tried and true. And Kuhn so. is Kuhn is a not confirmed double yet, but probably away Fulham home Cardiff. So. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. So. So I mean, if I if I have an attacker, it would probably be Rashford just because of the price and just to like get in there because they do have, on paper they're they're good fixtures. But yeah, I'm just hoping that much, everyone so. goes like at least double Wolves with like Jimenez and and Doherty. I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast, I would advise heavily against that. But you know, a lot, a majority of people are definitely going to be on that, and I just don't think either are going to play in the second game. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully it blows up in everyone's faces. Their fucking wolves are fucking shit, and their players are shit. So, what was that game that they rotated recently? I mean, Jimenez kept his place, but it was it was the game before their like FA Cup game when they played Ruddy, and you know he's in in unquantifiable X better than Patricio. Where oh, he yeah. should have just if he was playing all season for them instead of Patricio, they'd, have like they'd probably points. have an extra nine points or something, but. Yeah, but it was that game, and 
it's clear that their season's over. I mean, they're not really competing for much, and the FA Cup should be what they're targeting. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that second game should be a blood. I mean, it should be Ruben Vinagre. It should be like Dendonker and someone I don't know, and like Gibbs White with the hair and Helder Costa and all these fucking pieces of shit. Right, right, right. But even still, like Nuno at home, they set up well, and United are not blowing doors down. So even against those shit stainers, I don't expect United to just like three nil, you know? Yeah. Especially after after what we saw in that fake up. Yeah, I think it was so, this Cardiff so, game. It was Gibbs White, Vinagre, Dendonker, Saiz, and Traore was like yeah, their I, flat five. And just, I mean if they if they play all of those people home to United, I don't really think United will score more than two goals in that game. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's not that but, bad, really. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Watford also they're doubling, they're in the same situation where they won't do shit in the second game. If that actually comes in, it's not informally right now. But I think the the real spanner in the in the proverbial works are is Crystal Palace. I mean, we have home Huddersfield and then at the new cheese factory, Spud United's team. They're, they're home ground. Factory. Yeah, it's it's the absolute cheesecake factory, no big deals. But Palace have players that are cheap as fuck. And even though we have no mom and like defensively a little bit more susceptible there because White doesn't understand how bad Kelly is, he doesn't play Dan over him. But in attack, you know, Wolf is, is questionable with his fitness, even though he, you know, he has a good three weeks to recover from like hamstring or whatever has yeah, been, be been nagging him. But, you know, he's sub seven. We have bats at sub seven at the striker spot. I don't think Milivojevic at five, six five is an insane shout. You know, we could be good for a pen. He could put in, you know, eleven or twelve points in those two games. He also has direct I, freeze. Yeah, direct freeze. Like he's always just a little cheeky shout. He has Patrick nine goals on the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean the pens. I mean, I think he has six or seven pens. He has like maybe one open play, one free hit goal. <laughs> That's amazing. He, yeah, he's great. And Patrick Van Anholt is is another non negotiable in my team. He's one of the first names in my team sheet. Interesting for free hit. I love him. I mean, he's been really bad recently, but he turns it on in the last couple months. He's just like, he has like a beast on his mind and he just can't <laughs> wait to get there. And at the end of the season is when he starts just firecrackering off these little goals. So, I mean, even though he's 5'4", he's a little pricey, I think that that's the kind of differential. Like people are looking at like 1B and things like that. You know, he's the kind of guy at Spurs who get an assist. He's the kind of guy home Huddersfield who get a goal and baps. Like that's the upside that I want to spend an extra million in defense. So yeah, I mean, been, I think he's been very quiet with attacker in turn so far. Very this quiet, season. And, yeah. and he hasn't looked that good. He hasn't looked that good. And, and it is also, you know, Jeffrey Schlopperino has been in the team, and he's obviously not a world beater going forward. But you know he he's a little bit less he has a little bit less going for him overlapping and shit with Schlupp because Schlupp doesn't know what the fuck to do in the final third. Schlupp but is also like too fast to overlap with because he's yeah, just you can't catch that, up to him in overlap. Yeah, I, there there are a lot of issues there. I'm on the left side, but I just I just think that that's the kind of like double game week diff that like for me personally that I lick my lick my lips for. So I think that like you know defense looks good. Milvojevic definitely a shout, and then. If Wilf is healthy, I don't think, depending on your team value, that's an insane thing to go Wilf and Bats. Because they're like Rashford's a good million more than both of them. And, you know, I don't think the fixtures for Rash are like that much better from an attacking standpoint than than Palace's fixtures are. And, you know, if you have to pinch pennies and that affords you someone like 
you know, maybe I don't know, like some someone in defense who's like like as Pilaqueta instead of like someone else, you know, that that could be a thing. So I think Palace is the enabler that we've all we've all wanted. And and there's also the the very rogue I'm seeing people actually putting Conte in their teams on like four three threes. Which I can't because he's five million. He's just he's a five million starter. Like oh, he's going to get me like five points minimum, and he's getting in good positions. But Maka is also a player in the human race of life of beings, and he's four eight, and he scores goals. I mean he he has those late running boxes. So if you need like if Southampton don't double and and JWP and Redders are not options. Maka at four eight as your you know your last eleventh attacker is definitely an option. Definitely an option. Interesting, interesting shit. Wow. Uh, you're on free. Time. You've popped free hit, and I have it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to use it. So clearly, you've been like so much more involved no, I, in the I, tinkering. I, ha- I haven't already. thought about haven't thought about it for one second. Yeah, right. I'm freaking out right now. Um, <laughs> let's just do some questions. All right, and just wrap it up. Probably, I don't know. Uh, Aaron on Slack with City playing Cardiff and Fulham. Is it best to load up on three attackers or just go with Raz and Kuhn and a defender? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what's your take there? Yeah, I think Raz and Kuhn would be the first two names in my team, and then yeah, I think I, I think I do want a defender. I think I would go either Laporte or Ederson, most likely. Yeah, I mean. There's not really a standout other attacker that's like nailed and going to contribute, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Bilva is like, as much as I like him, it's just look at his point returns. You know, he's at best getting matching a clean sheet every like five games. Like, he doesn't score goals or assists. So it's that's if we've ever talked about coverage picks, like, that's a coverage pick. And he's more expensive. Yeah, and he's more expensive than every defender, um, and and Dill for to the same extent. I mean, he's been really bad for a while. I mean, he's just not been shooting, not been getting shots on target, and I mean, his last goal was in game twenty. Yeah, which he's is having a very fucking long time ago. Down season for him. I mean, he's yeah. six goals, six assists is fine, but. Not for eight not, five. Not so. after what we saw like last year, and and just how often he was just in the box, late run, like so so dangerous all the time. Yeah, he's he's more of like a medium plus version of Dino, honestly. At this point, as disgusting as that might sound, he's on such a decline. It's just the age and and the the years of, are getting up to him, I think, and he's just not an FPL asset anymore. Yeah, it's sad. Um, so yeah, I think Ederson or Laporte definitely, yeah. definitely the way yeah. to go there. Um, Mishka on Slack, Mishka legend. Thoughts on Southampton assets? So we don't know if they're yeah, doubling yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, with that, I, I can't really speak to it much. But if they do, I, I am dead set on getting Redders R.I.P. Alon of yesteryear and just being a Redders double game weaker because that's when he comes alive. But are you serious? Oh, hundred percent serious. You a hate million percent. I fucking hate him. But you get him on a double game week. I always get every, him on a double game week. Literally every double game week Redmond's ever had in FPL since like his Norwich days. I've had him. You've gotten him on double game weeks, and he's gotten you like a minimum of fifteen points. Yeah, he is. So a beast. if Southampton or when Southampton have their double game week, he is a thousand percent nailed. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're just no, jealous of my Redner's oh, halls. There's nothing that could separate me from putting Redmond in my I love 11. it. I love it. JWP, also very good pick. Um, he got picked up from England because there are a couple injuries, so good job by him. That's great for him. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. it it's, it's a difficult sell for me to pick him over Ross Barkley, but oh my God. I, I could see the I could see the case Ugh. that you could make for JWP. I mean, you know... I could see the case. I could ah, see the case. Disgusting. That's all, I can, that's all I can say about that. Hugo, uh, well, we should also say there's also, I mean, they're so bad at defending. Southampton are atrocious at defending and keeping cleans. That said, their defenders are the cheapest of any team in the game. Um, so Valerie, dude. Yeah, it's not the worst place in the world to fucking spend four mil on a wingback named Jan Valerie. Four mil on Bednarek just. No, to have. You, you take the you take the punt there. Yeah, like you we take not those. Bednarek, we but Valerie. Those. Like Valerie's seven seven six last three is just fucking slotting worldies for fun. Yeah, either like a dribbler that he mishits or worldie near post bangers. Yeah, but it, but but it's like you know if he ha- if the double gets reassigned for thirty two, like you can't tell me that like one B for more expensive money is better than Valerie. Not even close. Because they're, I mean, we have Southampton. I mean, um, we have we have the cheesemongers, and that's probably not a clean. So we have like one one roll of the dice. Well, out of two. I, I don't think Southampton are ever shouts for cleans, but we're comparing a a fullback who basically never attacks in one B, and a wingback who that's fucking all he does. Like the, the, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just Pretty not even close. Um, good job, you go on Twitter. Which heavy hitters should we build a free hit team around? Sterling and Aguero are a given. I've also got Kane and Hazard. Yeah, I mean Hazard is just absolutely peak Hazard right now. He is. I think he's outside of like the top fifty midfielders over the past four game weeks for XG. I think he's. Oh my below, god! Really? I think there are multiple Huddersfield midfielders who have. A higher XG over the last four than Hazard. I love that. This is one I want. Hazard. Period. He hit the woodwork. I mean, he was he was lively. They it was the team was a <laughs> he was lively for five to seven minutes, and then he actually need, didn't. Touch I need the ball. him. I need him to be lively for three seconds because a that's, goal is eight point. It's an eight point goal. For yeah, him. that's so how long it takes to slot a pen. Yeah, their I mean, fixtures. It was, Chelsea's fixtures in this double are an absolute joke, laugh riot. And I want, ha- I just want Hazard. I'm not going to be lulled into that and be like, oh, like his stats are bad. No, no, like, I don't. He, he's give not a that fuck. kind of player. Yeah, he's not that. Yeah, kind of player. I just don't. And like again, with Kane is obviously he's the best Spurs asset. There's no no pod, no fucking Reddit hole you could go down. Even like Arsenal Reddit hole would argue that there's a better player on Spurs to own for this double game than Kane. But at twelve five, it's just ridiculously expensive, and he's nowhere remotely in the top ten for captain shouts. So with the at Liverpool fixture, it's just it's yeah. a tough one to, yeah. to fit him in. Unless if your team value is like. 108 or something like you're mad on slack and you're just like team value merchant i just i couldn't figure it out and i still would rather have in a vacuum hazard over kane in this double interesting yeah it's really hard 12 5 it's again you know it's not something i've thought about a lot the thing also is (laughs) if the (laughs) second if the second picture was some really really good fixture 
Home, home Fulham. Home Fulham, home Huddersfield, okay. home Cardiff. Yeah. Okay. That's like a four goal, like I could do it. Yeah, like he could have trick in that one game alone, just throw the Liverpool yeah. game out. Yeah. But More than he's two home Palace, is, and you yeah. know that's just a tough game. That's yeah. always a tough game and always will be a tough game. So, I mean, he doesn't want to take it away from someone like Andros Townsend from scoring the first goal and, and Spurs home ground for the next hundred years either. So. <laughs> that would be great. Um, the thing is, this next pod next week, the doubles will actually be confirmed there. And right now, there's a lot of speculation on the doubles. So we, it, it'll be more worth it to answer these types of questions next week anyway. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, for next week's pod, just as a spoil, spoiler alert, we'll know a little bit more about who's playing or, and or who's injured in internationals, yeah, as well as too. knowing who's doubling. We'll probably do a similar pod as we did the last one for the... Uh, blank game week where we look at just just the double teams and talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. their assets because that's really what what the is on the tip of the decks at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just a couple more questions. Vinay on Slack: Should we give a shit about price rises and falls and team values for free hit in game week thirty two? I mean, I didn't give a fuck about it in game week two, so no. I I think you actually should. I I mean, like, uh, hold on. Well, no, you should treat it like you're on wild card, basically, right? And and ride the rises when you can, right? Because you don't want to just sit on free at thirty two and be tinkering, 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 and then be like priced out by point two because Valerie rose or some shit, you know. So I think it, it is actually something that's worth watching a bit. Over the international break, and just if someone that you're really thinking about having is rising, then you should just bring yeah, them no, in. Yeah, that's fair. But but every every international break we've seen this yeah, year there, is like nothing. after the first two days, there's like one drop of like Mister Stecklenburg, and it just doesn't matter. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I, I just, just don't monitor it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. It. No, no, monitoring's fine. You're fine. You're fine. I'm um, gonna skip this question. The, all skip these the questions the about questions. Game Week 32. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're done. No, last one. Phil on Slack. Are there any mainstays in a team, whether blanking or doubling, someone you wouldn't remove between now and the end of the season? No, absolutely not. Maybe Stecklenburg. He's been really good. I was gonna maybe go back to Trent. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't have my wild card left. I could see him being just. I just. Not, it's just not worth removing him ever. Like I'm making all my other transfers to get other doublers and whatever, and like blah blah blah, and shifting money and moving that around, and I could see him just staying on my team for the rest of the season. And yeah, like, no, I, I mean like Kuhn, Kuhn like Raz also to to be honest, but yeah, like if I already had Kuhn for example, but with free hit though, it's like you know, whatever. but no, 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 yeah, that's fine. Right, that's basically it though. All right. All right, so we're not going to do captains or our teams. We'll do that next week. So 30-minute pot in. We got one new... How long did we actually go? Uh, it's like... Only 50? Yeah, well, it'll be cut down. One new Patreon friend this week to slap his ass. A Patreon anus slap, Johan B. Johan B. Um, I'm sure it's Johan. Johan Juan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap the ass. New sign-up for the week. Thanks so much. Welcome to the tit. Uh, I think that's it. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, that was a good job by you. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlpl. Support us patreon.com slash fmlpl. Subscribe, rate, and review. Cheers! Sports Social Podcast Network.